we are live. <clears throat> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am one of your hosts, Blake Rafier. Alongside me is my counterpart, Joe DeLeon. Good evening, sir. How are we doing? Good. I'm trying to figure out where I can get me some uh, general booty underwear. Uh, that's been occupying me most of <laughs> most of today. Uh, no, I'm doing great. I'm excited. It is practically football season with the sense that Florida fans are up my ass. It is like pause. nothing has changed. Yeah, pause. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. I tweeted about on a, somebody tagged me in a comment about the game. I said that I still think Utah is going to win it. 30 people bookmarked my comment. They are so butthurt. The game has not even been played yet. They're so confident, too. That's what I don't get. So, look, on this Florida-Utah thing, mm -hmm. I am fully prepared to lose on my pick. Like, I, I am 100% okay with being wrong here. Right? Like, if Utah wins, yeah, okay, Utah won. Right? Like, okay. But I just don't think people – like, so a kid played in a bowl game a couple years ago, and I'm supposed to overreact to that against a depleted Ohio State secondary. Okay, well, if he was that good, why didn't he transfer? If he was that good, why didn't he play over Cam Rising? If he was supposed to be the next coming of Jesus Christ – why isn't he playing? Why didn't he transfer? There are a lot of questions that I have about this. And look, Florida might not win, probably won't win. But I do think there's something to be said about going against a team in the Power Five when a guy's making his real and true first start against a team. I, I'm I'm leaning Florida, dude. Like I, I'm taking the points. I'm taking the money line. Whatever. Like, I just I, – Okay. There's a reason, Joe, that it's moved – the line has moved that much. That's how much Cam Rising means to this team. Well, the line's moving because everyone's betting with that thought philosophy that they want to bank on the fact that no Cam Rising means that they're going to struggle and that this game is going to be close or Florida's going to pull out the victory. We're going to end up talking about this at the end of the show when we do our game picks. But my whole point is like this, uh, this absurd confidence on Florida fan, Florida's fan base's side mm -hmm. is, is really strange to me because with Cam Rising, you're at a serious disadvantage. Without him, it's not like that's a guaranteed lock now for Georgia. You're, you're still hey, traveling on – sorry, for Florida – you're traveling on the road to a difficult situation. And I know what you're saying that with Bryson Barnes, like how much do we really buy into this kid? Him not having really played that much. He's got a couple nice games on film for filling in for Cam Rising. He's still a good player. You know, he's not like an – he he has put better film on tape than Graham Mertz has put on tape. And Graham Mertz has been talked about as some freaking, you know, Heisman quality player during – Training camp, and you know what I have to say no, to that? Though? No, no, there have been quotes. No. There have been quotes out there. But that, BS. That he has been taking. He has been taking it from everybody. Pause. But he has been taking it from everybody this off season about how bad he sucks. There has been some absurd quotes from the Florida coaching staff that I will pull up in a second. That the Paul Chris thing. No, I don't know. It wasn't that. Okay, well, we'll talk on that. We'll talk LSU, Florida State. Here tonight, North Carolina, USC, Clemson, Duke, and then we'll make our pick. So, look, let's not waste all of our time here on Florida, but if you want to mention out of the break, look, General Booty getting an NIL deal, 
with some underwear with booty across the booty is pretty clever, but <laughs> it's the commercial him riding the horse in only underwear that I'm like, I quote tweeted this today. I'm like, what are we doing? That's my whole point that I was saying to you before the show. Like I, I get the play, the, the, the name of it makes total sense because like you have to may have an underwear line. Your name is general booty. You're not even playing but you have to have an underwear line. It's required just with that name. But at the same time, who is he marketing this to? Because <laughs> that commercial is uh, is not really marketing for, for Oklahoma fans that would be wearing the underwear. Yeah, I don't think that they're selling any of that. I really don't. But I'm not spending my time talking about a, a, a man in underwear. I'm just not. I'm, I'm, <laughs> unless uh, Joe Burrow does it, then then I'll talk about oh, it. that's the exception? That's the exception? Yeah, that's the exception. That's the exception to any rule. Joe Burrow. It's like when you go to Sunday school and you say Jesus, nine times out of ten, the answer is going to be right. You know? Jesus. You know? And you say, Jesus, you got to have the us, you know, high pitch there at the end. So anyway, all right. We got a lot to get into. Big game, big matchup this weekend, Florida State and LSU. Mm -hmm. North Carolina, South Carolina, Clemson and Duke. Duke's defense is not um, anything to look over. So it'll be interesting to talk about those games uh, here tonight. Joe, I will tell you, I'm really intrigued about Minnesota and Nebraska. Okay, another game that I'm really intrigued about. Um, games that Big Game Boomer, our buddy Big Game Boomer, has attended, the home team has lost. So Minnesota could be on upset alert. How many games has he attended? I think like three, and all of the whole home teams Ooh. have lost. So he is going to be there in attendance for that game. Uh, apparently so. He posted a picture in Minnesota today. Ooh. Uh-oh. Might, might be taking Matt Rule. Massive upset week one. That's a good betting pick to make. Thank you for the thank you for that line there. Well, I'm not going to do it because every time I do try to do the opposite of that dude, it, somehow chaos re- revolves around that guy. So I'm not, I'm, st- I'm completely staying away from it. All right, smart. Let's move. get rolling. Everybody, do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Shit, all those social media groups. If you're on Facebook, y'all been doing such a great job and doing a, such a massive favor by sharing to those groups sharing to your own social media pages. If you're listening to us on YouTube, like, subscribe, notification bell. Help us out with that algorithm. <laughs> Get us some more followers and, and, and listeners uh, here tonight. Wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. And if you're watching us on Fubo TV, welcome, welcome, welcome. Let's talk about our good friends over at betonline.ag. Don't go anywhere. Big matchup. We talk about it next. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. We're back! Texas isn't, but maybe they are. I'm going to tell you, I told you this last week, or or Monday. I'm going to tell you this again. 
I'm not – oh, no, maybe I said it on AYS. I don't know if I said it here. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. However, due to the nature of Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yurmark and his remarks about the University of Texas going to Texas Tech and telling Coach McGuire that he's going to be at the game when they play Texas and he hopes that he beats them on Thanksgiving – Big 12 officials work for the Big 12 office. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you a hot take. I don't think Texas is going to get a lot of favorable calls this year when it comes down to it. Because they, if there's a play that is 50 yeah. it goes to the Big 12 office. Remember, remember, I told you this. There's going to be some there's going to be some BS behind the Big 12 in Texas during the year. You mark and look, I will side with Texas on this one. Probably the only thing. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but watch out. I think it's an interesting point, and it's one that I'm gonna pay attention to when Texas does play games because everyone's pissed at that Big 12 office. They are not happy with Texas and Oklahoma out the door, and they have taken they so many shots. With Oklahoma, though, Joe, they have not Oklahoma <laughs> has just been, you know, all they do in Oklahoma is ride horses with their underwear on. No, nope. I don't know. Maybe that's the aspect of oh, it's how high and mighty. Aspect, all right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, my point is, is that maybe it's the less less of a grudge on Oklahoma and more on Texas for how high and mighty they act, and then they're stepping out the door. You know, like they're the greatest team on the market when they haven't won the conference in ten years. True. Don't remember I told you that, and you're gonna be like, oh, oh I will. Maybe Blake was right. All right, I know that – and I asked to talk about this game last because I know that we'll talk about this game and people say, well, Blake wants to talk about it because he's biased. No, I picked. I, I said well, I want to start All with right. this game because it's the most important. LSU-Florida State. Let me go ahead and get – go ahead and say what you got to say because earlier today you picked Florida State to win. Now, obviously I didn't, but I don't – think that you're off being just a general bystander on who you think wins this game. Let me preface that I think either team can win here. I don't think it's, you know, once like, I don't, it's not a hot take to say Florida State wins, but Florida State and LSU will go, will uh, match up against one another on Sunday, the premier game, the only game on Sunday in Orlando, spelled E-A-U-X. What do you see in this Florida State LSU matchup? I, I think the point that you you make here, you know, me as the bystander on the outside still have connections to LSU because I'm doing the show with you that a lot of our listeners are LSU fans. Look, I'm not picking Florida State the way that I picked Utah to beat Florida or TCU to, to beat Colorado. Not going to sit here and bang on the table and say this game is going to be a blowout. Both of these teams, we spent so much time talking about the players, the coaches, everything about both of these rosters the whole offseason because – they justifiably were in the spotlight. They dominated the transfer portal. They're bringing back some of the best players in the country, both of these teams. It could go right. either way, and I think that this game is going to be a nail-biter. It is going to be a very close, hard-fought battle. But when I pulled up both of these teams and I look at them and I compare matchups, offensive line versus defensive line, quarterback versus secondary, all those things, receivers versus secondary, who's got the better running backs, I, I was so – fixated and I actually almost picked LSU that was my original gut check decision was I was going to put down LSU and that was going to be my pick final but I had this lingering thought that 
I can't go with that because of my concerns and questions that I have about LSU secondary. Now, this game, we could show up and LSU secondary could look amazing. And I'm going to immediately be eating my words. Eating my words if, if things go according to plan. But because I'm unsure, I can't commit to a pick that I have uncertainty in. So I think Florida State will win this football game by a very slight margin if it comes down to an important passing play at the end of the game. And there's a, a completion that that keeps Florida State in the victory column. All right, what's your what would be your score prediction then? I feel like it's going to be high scoring. I mean, I didn't write down a score prediction, but I feel like you know maybe something like 38-35. I feel like both these teams have such good receivers that there's just going to be so much offense. All right, I don't disagree with your logic, right? I don't think you said anything wrong, Joe. I do think if you know with with do you watch Marvel movies? Yes. You know, now they have like the multiverse and different dimensions. Okay. LSU and Florida State are mirror images of each other, just maybe in different dimensions. Okay. Both have five year senior plus quarterbacks. Both return a lot of offensive linemen. Both have really good wide receivers. Both have really good defensive linemen. Both have a defensive tackle that is out for this game that nobody two weeks ago thought would be out of mm. this game. When I look at these matchups and this matchup specifically, I do think LSU's offensive line is built better this year to protect Jane Daniels than they were a year ago. They had a true freshman at left tackle that started cam wire, who was at right tackles now at Tulane. He gave up three sacks in that game, which was not really fair to Jaden Daniels to ask him to run out there and say, save us, but he almost did. I do agree with you that I do think that this game is going to be high scoring. Here's why. That game was not great last year. Both teams had miss, uh, 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 missed opportunities. Multiple times Florida State couldn't score in the red zone. LSU fumbled or muffed two punts. Florida State would get the ball back. But Jane Daniels did go 99 yards against Florida State and scored there at the end. They missed the extra point. I do, I'm do. i with you. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. With everything being even, I go Jane Daniels to get him over the hump. I go coaching staff to get him over the hump. I do think Jane Daniels is better than Jordan Travis, and I do believe that Brian Kelly and his staff are better than than what Mike Norvell and his staff is. I know Alex Atkins is good. I know they have a very competent staff. But I, I can't believe that I had to tell a Notre Dame guy this. Brian Kelly's a better coach than Mike Norvell is. Okay. And I, and I do believe when you have two teams that are eerily similar, the coach that is better prepared or maybe has more athletes here and there, they win those games. Joe, Brian Kelly wrote a lot of the wrongs that he had at Notre Dame last November when he beat, beat Nick Saban at home in Baton Rouge. He wrote a lot of wrongs. A lot of people had written him off that he couldn't beat Nick Saban. Joe, they, we act like they were a bad team last year. They were 11-2. and two. The only reason they were 11-2 and two and didn't win the West is because of Brian Kelly. I think that Jane Daniels leads LSU to a victory. I think that Brian Kelly leads them to the victory, and they're going to trade punches all night long. 
I don't think either team's going to have massive amounts of success early running the football. But whatever team leans on each other and is more conditioned, more disciplined at the end is going to win this. I've already made my prediction. I think it's 38-31 LSU. If it, if it came down to it and you put a gun in my head and said, Blake, do you think Florida State can win this game? Well, Joe, I picked them to make it in the playoff. It's the only loss that I have on their schedule. I think they can beat Clemson twice. I, I don't know. Flip a coin. But I do think LSU does have an advantage in certain areas that matter, and that's why I pick LSU. I, th- I think that's actually a really good point. I, it's kind of funny that you would think that this game maybe we'd be yelling at each other more about, but I, I just I, – it's one of the few instances, I think, where we can sit down here and we can both acknowledge where certain sides of the coin are going to be factored into this game. And I understand what you're talking about there with the coaching staff, and that was originally why my gut was so close to – relying on and and going with LSU is that they've got a battle-tested head coach who has actually won important big football games in Brian Kelly. As much as I joke about Brian Kelly being bad at preparing his teams for big-time matchups and being a, a Notre Dame fan and having seen him screw up games like this time and time again, he still has wins in important games. And the Alabama game is pretty recent. That is a lot of momentum, and the momentum that they have in the offseason with that coaching staff is going to help them set up for this victory. Here's one thing that that really, I and I said this on another, another show, and I kind of want to bring it up, kind of has nothing to do with the game, but it does. I'm going to be so pissed if this game is, is lopsided one way or the other. I'm going to be so upset if this isn't a really good game like last year because last year was really fun. It was chaotic, and it was hectic. I know it was stressful for you, and it didn't go the way that you wanted it to. But if this game doesn't live up to the hype being as good of a matchup it is, I'm going to be so, so sad. So sad. J-Rock AZ says that it's 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 Jordan Travis by a long shot. I but, don't – they're pretty close to one another. They're but here's like the thing, mirror Jane, images of one another. Jane Daniels was 266 for 388 last year, 69% completion percentage. Jordan Travis was 64% completion percentage. Daniels had 2,913 passing yards. Travis had 3,214. Jaden had 17 passing touchdowns, one receiving, three interceptions. Travis had 24. Daniels rushed net rushing yards for 1,207 yards and 11 touchdowns, accumulating 29 total. Travis had 82 carries, 417 yards, seven TDs on the ground, 31 total. Everybody that continues to come in here or – and I've seen it on Twitter, Florida State fans are really confident in this game. And I had to go off on them last night. They were still on the show. Joe, I had 182 comments at the end of my AYS show last night. Two-thirds of them are from Florida State fans. Really? Yeah. All of them saying that they're going to blow out LSU. Sounds good. All right. The that's thing, The one thing that bothers me the most uh-huh. is that LSU understands what Jordan Travis is and how good he can be. The simple nature that freaking these freaking Rudy Poos can't do that for Jaden sounds good. But there's a reason he's number two in the Heisman Trophy odds. They're damn near identical, Joe. That's the eye in the sky doesn't lie. You can put their stats up against one another. They are almost identical every year. Every year. So do you, you Rudy Poo Florida State fans? I know that you can't read, some of you, and you don't have teeth. Look at the fucking sheet. Like, we see them in here. 
Like, I just, I don't understand fans that cannot read numbers. Anyway. Well, and it's also tonight. Pull up the tape, and and I look, I picked the Florida State, by the way, before anyone jumps down my throat in the comments. But if you pull up the tape and you watch the both of them, they both have similar strengths, and they both have similar deficiencies. One of them is not drastically better than the other. The only difference is one's got a better running back and maybe a better second receiver to go to, and that being – Jordan Travis. So if one has a better game, it's going to be Travis because he's got the better supporting cast, if anything. It's not going to be because he's the better quarterback. Well, and I can make the argument that LSU has a better offensive line than Florida State's. I do think LSU's yeah. O-line is built to sustain taking on the D-line like that. So, you know, they say, well, J- Jared Verse went off of last year. Yeah, he faced a guy that didn't play after that. Joe, Cam Wire, the starting right tackle, did not pl- did, not only did he not Start another game. He didn't play in another game. Like under he transferred. Yeah, he transferred to Tulane. Like, listen to what I'm saying. Why Not did he play that game? He, huh? Why did he play that game then? Because the the true freshman Emory Jones, I don't think that they thought was ready enough to take on a guy like Jared Verse. First oh. game as a true freshman. He starts coming in against Southern, starts coming in against New Mexico, and then after New Mexico, it just it, it went off from there. He didn't – he never looked back. Joe, he didn't play another game. Like, literally. Did not see the field and was still on the team. So, we'll see. I do think that this has a lot of um, implications for the playoff because, listen, there's no margin for error if for the team that loses. There's no wiggle room if you lose to get to the playoff for either one of these teams. I know that a lot of people say, well, Florida State still has Clemson. But I would rather, if it were me, I would rather have to face Clemson twice than to go through that SEC gauntlet. If you told me, like, which one I would rather do, go through Alabama and Georgia to get to the playoff or go through Clemson twice, I'd rather go through Clemson twice. Why would I want to go through Alabama and Georgia to have to get there? And God knows – God willing, what happens if Tennessee gets in there and their offense is doing good things under Joe Milton? We'll have to wait and see about that. But what if that happens? The losing team has no margin for error, and it's a crucial game. That's what makes this game so big. A lot of people think both of these teams can make the playoff, and that is what Sunday and primetime is going to all be about. I actually push back a little bit on – who can get hurt the most by this. I think, as you said, LSU has, I think, the most to lose if they lose this football game because then there is zero margin for error for them the rest of the season. I think that if Florida State loses, though, that's actually, you know, we talk about when we, when it comes time to pick these teams, it doesn't become quality wins, it becomes quality losses. I think that looks really damn good if you're Florida State, if, if LSU is your one singular loss and you beat Clemson twice, that gets them into the playoffs. Oh, they're in. They're yeah, in. that gets them in. Especially if LSU were to run the table and win the SEC. Exactly right. my point. Even if they don't, even if like they finish with three losses and they just you know just barely miss the playoff, that loss still looks really really good on on Florida's Florida State's resume. So um, I think that because of the the softness of the ACC schedule, it does in a way help them if they lose this game that they could then run the table. I mean, TCU made it with one loss, and their singular loss was the team that won the Big Ten championship Big game. Or Big, or Big 12. 12, rather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Right. And and here's another crazy thing, Joe. They didn't move. They lost and didn't move in the rankings. That's what yeah. the, you know, that's a different topic for a different day. I'm going to say 38-31 LSU. You have 38-35 Florida State. We're not that far off. I, I, I do think that it's going to be a really close game, and I think it's going to be a really fun game. Uh, you want to move to this North Carolina and South Carolina game? Let's do it. All right, listen. We've talked all offseason or non-playing portion of the year about this game, and I've gotten a lot of pushback from you and others about South Carolina in this game. To me, this has nothing to do with South Carolina as much as it has to do with uh, North Carolina's defense. They have not gotten better. Joe, they allowed a, a close to and around 165 to 170 yards on the ground a year ago. They were uh, they gave up 271 yards in the air last year. And by the way, they were 102nd in scoring defense. They didn't get better defensively anywhere. I know that they had some guys that come in, some guys returning. But if Spencer Rattler can do some of the things that he did against those defenses, Clemson, Tennessee, others, even though Tennessee's secondary was kind of bad, he can do that against North Carolina. Like, that's not a hot take for everybody saying that he – what he can do – what he did in the SEC last year. It's not a hot take about a, against a really bad defense. Now, Drake May is Drake May, and Drake May could go off. And North Carolina's only hope in this one, in my opinion, is if Drake May goes off. I don't think I don't think people give South Carolina enough credit for the dudes that they have. I really don't. They look at the – portal departures but they don't look at the additions what do they add i don't like they're i don't think joe nicholas i've said this harbor, before nicholas harbor might be the best freshman in all of the country but i don't even know what his contribution is going to be in this first year he's he is a really the most physically gifted player in the country but he's raw like he's really really raw he was and you know where he's going to be an edge rusher you know where he's going to be raw in the end zone it might take him a year to get get to as productive as he can be. And it might not. Joe, they came out – Shane Beamer came out after their scrimmage and said that he caught two touchdowns with the yeah, first – He's going up a bunch, gets a bunch of nobodies in here's practice. A, here's the problem with that, though, Joe. If he's going against nobodies at South Carolina, give me a defense for North Carolina's defense, who was worse. Look, here – I understand what you're saying. My big thing with this, though, is that – they are very depleted. I understand that Nicholas Harbor is a really explosive, exciting athlete, and I can't wait to see what he does. I'm, I'm all for guys like that that can make plays and stretch the field at his size. He's DK Metcalf. He's the next coming of, of DK, basically, the way that he's built. But at the same time, the only really re good returning receiver coming back is Juice Wells, who was fantastic, but Jaheim Bell's gone. Marshawn Lloyd's gone. They, they lost a lot a lot in the transfer portal and a bunch of guys to the NFL draft as bad as North Carolina's defense and secondary is. I look at South Carolina's secondary losing two guys to the NFL and the guy that they have returning Marcellus dial is, is a name that has been brought up a lot in the preseason conversations right. of best players, but like, that's it. I don't have a lot to go off of. I think that the way that this game is going to play out to be kind of the USC effect for UNC where Let's see how many points we can put up on the board and just outlast them. Maybe it's like a 45 to 30 type game to, to that extent. 
Look, one thing you bet. Okay, I know you talk about Juice Wells. Trey Knox is there. Josh Simon is there at tight end. Xavier Leggett, Omega Blake. They do have some guys. They do have some playmakers that can go out. You know how I know? Let me tell you how I know. Jaheim Bell was not the only dude making plays out there last year. No, but he was an important part of that offense. It's now gone. They, and sure. also Stogner's gone too. Stogner's gone too, but Stogner was not. Stogner at the end of the year wasn't playing. That is that is true, but like Stogner that room is still the catch for like the last five weeks of the year. By the way, he, they won the last five games they played. Okay, I don't know if that's a correlative uh, reason. <laughs> I don't think there's a direct reason Joe, for them winning is to him. If Spencer Rather can do what he did against Tennessee, Clemson, and Notre Dame, I know you don't like it. You mean to tell me that him going up against a worse defense, he's not going to find dudes wide-ass open. They are horrible defensively. Horrible. Gene Chizik does not deserve to be a defensive coordinator, and you know that. No, I don't, I don't disagree with that, but here's – their success is so contingent on everybody's conversations about him on Spencer Rattler, on Spencer Rattler. Who they has, lost Josh Downs. North Carolina lost Josh Downs, and nobody talks about that. They still have other bodies, and Bryson Nesbitt oh, is South a Carolina. really. Why do you they, go up against Spencer Rattler and don't and don't say anything about Drake May? My my whole point is that I have evidence of performance for Drake May of consistency and also being a much younger player, less experienced player. Spencer Rattler had two good games last year. Two that Notre Dame performance, and we debated this, is not very good. I didn't think he played that well. He had multiple turnovers in that game. He played really well against Tennessee. He played the game of his life, and then he played really well against Clemson because he carried that momentum into the next game. Other than that, not only was he uninspiring, he was terrible in a lot of games. It was a running joke that he might not even finish the season as the starter. He was that bad at times for South Carolina. I just don't get this love for, for him. He was a former top-rated, highly sought-after recruit. I get it. But he has not been consistent. And if anything, he's been consistently bad if we're going to point to any quality plays on the field. You better pray to God that Tez Walker, Nate McCullough, and those guys from North Carolina go off. Because their offensive line, Joe, that gave up all of those sacks last year, they did not add anybody. They added Will Lampkin out of the portal. And and Miles Murphy's back at, at defensive tackle. Okay. He got pushed around all over the field. But Miles Murphy's not back. Miles Murphy Ru is back, right? No, no, no. Uh, uh, the he, other, he's on the Bengals. Ruka Roro, Roro, and, and No, and there's Tyler two Dave. Miles Murphys. Oh, wait. I don't know why we thought we were talking about Clemson. There's another Miles Murphy? There's a Miles Murphy on Cle on um, North Carolina's team. He wears number eight. Oh, I had I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. You made me immediately go in a completely different trajectory. Sorry. Uh, well, I did too. And then I went and watched North Carolina today and watched Rudy Pooh State, uh, uh, um, Clapatulas State, all throw all over North Carolina. Joe, they were one of the worst Power 5 defenses in the country. 
And y- y'all sleeping on... Give me South Carolina, man. Shane Be- Beamer ball strikes again. I I don't know. I look, I, I don't know how you can have that much confidence. confidence I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> You just you just want to hate on no, North Carolina. I That's don't I don't have faith in Spencer Rattler. You know what I have faith in? What? That Gene Chiswick sucks. That's let me ask what I have you, faith in. Let me ask you this. Games on the line, it's a shootout, Drake it's high May. scoring. Drake May or Spencer Rattler. You pick Drake May, right? South Carolina's got to win this game 24-21. They can't get in a shootout with them. There's no way that that's going to happen. This is going to be a shootout. Both teams suck defensively. You mean to tell me that, that Drake May has not had bad games? He has, but I really think that this game is going to be a shootout. It is built to be a shootout because both of those, both of these teams, again, as we've said, bad defensively but really bad secondaries. It is going to be a disgusting score. I, mm. I feel like this has, is, could be reminiscent of – do you remember – the North Carolina App State game last year, it was like 63-60 or something stupid. I don't think it's going to be that, but it could be close to it. Joe, that's my point. They put up that many points, and then the week before, barely, barely, Appalachian State could barely get past the 50-yard line against Texas A&M. Barely. The one time they did, they scored a touchdown, and then they kicked a field goal late. Look, I'm not saying that North Carolina is going to go to the college football playoff, and I know this is kind of – hypocritical on what we've talked about with USC, but they don't need good defense to win games like South Carolina. It's going to hurt them when they play the important games on their schedule later on in the season. And that's going to hurt them from competing for an ACC championship. But South Carolina is not that formidable of an opponent. They're going to put points up on the board. And if one team is going to outscore the other, if this is a, a basketball game, I'm picking UNC. This isn't a basketball game, but it's not a basketball game. It kind of is. <laughs> it kind of is. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, I'm just going to lean with Beamer because I don't trust North Carolina in anything they do, not named Drake May. That's it. All right. I don't, I can, I can, I get it. You I know, a defense it. in the ACC that doesn't suck? Clemson. Duke. Dude, did you know that last year Duke legitimately was one of the top 25 teams in scoring defense last year? Did you know that? Uh, Did not know that stat exactly, but I know that they have a very deceptively good and well-coached defense because Mike Elko, elite defensive coordinator, defensive mind from Notre Dame and Texas A&M, is the man leading that team. Here's the problem. I know Riley didn't Riley Leonard returning for Duke, right? Yep, thirty-three total touchdowns. Kid ran the ball a lot too. Really good athlete. Uh, best defense in the country last season. One of the best defenses in the country last season. We talked about that, but Garrett Riley in this offense and Kate Klubnick's about to roll. They're gonna. I think they. I think they're gonna roll. I had brought this game up on my potential upsets. I think that it is a potential upset, but I 1 million percent agree with you. I think that, that Clemson wins this football game. I don't Name think it's going to be a- that the Riley brothers had bad quarterback and bad offenses. Exactly. If, I don't think it's going to be a blowout tell though. Me that Max Duggan can go off. What do you think K Klubnik's about to do? All right. It is it, I like, it is a, I like Duke. I like yeah. I like their coach. I like Elko. 
<laughs> Joe, they, they, they're not going to be able to stop a nosebleed with a tampon. We are, in a way, buying a lot of stock in Klubnik for, I think he's like two touchdowns, three interceptions or something like that. But I look, yeah. I, agree. I agree with you. This is going to be the beginning of a great season for Clemson. I think Duke's going to surprise some people, play him pretty close. I really like, really like Riley Leonard. I think that Riley Leonard's really talented. Duke's offensive line, too, is, is really freaking good. It's one of the best in the ACC. Graham Barton is a guy who could get very highly drafted out of Duke. Strong, quality player. They're not going to have any trouble, I think, moving the ball in this game. But what is going to be a really difficult uphill task is that if Kate Klubnick, Garrett Riley are cooking, Will Shipley, things are cooking, everything's moving, they're putting up points, there's going to be some drives where Duke's going to get stalled because their defensive line, Clemson's defensive line, is just so freaking good. Tyler Davis, Rucaroro, Roro are going to end up having opportunities to tee off on Riley Leonard no matter how good this offensive line is playing throughout that game. The, I will say this. Riley Leonard ran for a lot of yards last year, had 33 touchdowns. If he gets, If you do not keep contain on him, he will eat you alive. He yes. will eat you alive. I just – Look, I know a lot's been made about Clemson and their wide receivers, but I do think Garrett Riley schemes them open, and I do think that they could not, you know, I do feel like Clemson's offense last year was written in crayon, okay? They've burnt that playbook. I talked to Dabo. They burnt the playbook and brought in Garrett Riley's. Brought in the Bible, too, probably. <laughs> hey, man. Here, Here's the thing about Clemson, okay? Yep. We talk a lot of crap about Clemson. A lot. All right? A lot of it has to do with the BS that Dabo does off the field. We don't – people do not look at them at a holistic nature of the talent that they actually have. Joe, they've brought in multiple wide receivers, multiple wide receivers that, are, that have been top 100 recruits in the country just because they did not have a good year last year does not mean that those kids are not talented. I can turn on the film and watch them run away from Notre Dame. Joe, they got missed. DJU missed. I, I, I counted this today. He missed three fade routes that might have been six. Three fade routes that might have been that gone for touchdowns. What if Klubnik does put that up? That's not the receiver's fault that they're getting overthrown or getting underthrown. That's not on them. When you have receivers like South Carolina last year, I, I challenge everybody last year, go rewatch that South Carolina game and watch yeah. DJU underthrow everything, everything, Joe. And it would get picked off, it'd get batted down. And meanwhile, you have a receiver running wide ass open that it's gonna have to is trying to come back to the ball where it should be six. You know why? They had success because Trevor Lawrence, Deshaun Watson, those dudes did not miss those passes. Okay? And that's just the truth. All right. You want to get to our picks because I do think that this might take us a little time here. You want to – because I want to give us some time on these picks. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, look, let's do this. Let's talk very quickly, 20 seconds, about our good friends over at betonline.ag. Let's reset, get our picks okay. in, and we'll roll from there. Don't go anywhere. We're going to give – I'm five and zero. Oh, Joe's four and one. You got one point lead. Did settle down there. Settle down. No, but what I'm saying is, is if they use our games, they might win. They might okay. win us some money. 
You're right. You're absolutely right. I did put $20 on a parlay on my five last week and won. It's not happening this week. Uh, I hope so. All right. We're talking about Bet Online. Don't go anywhere. We give you our picks next. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events with the first to market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. All right, so Joe and I have picked from the following five games. North Carolina, South Carolina, LSU, Florida State, Duke, and Clemson, Florida and Utah, and Colorado and TCU. So here is our picks for these games. Joe, let's start with Florida and Utah. I'm gonna go with Florida. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Florida and I'm gonna take I'm gonna take my points along with me. If you're gonna give me four and a half. I'm going to take four and a half. I think Cam Rising thing is a big deal. I don't think people are giving Austin Armstrong, the new DC, a lot of credit because they don't, they just don't know him yet. He's come from lower levels. We've seen coaches like Pete Golding that get the Saban stamp of approval have a lot of success. I think defensively up front, they, they are better on film, and I've seen them up close. They can be better than Utah. Utah does not have the athletes up front that Florida does. They do not. I've seen the film. However, I do think that this is a field goal game. I think Florida with the points gives you that. So give me Florida and the points. If Utah wins by three, I still win. Wait, but- what? Yeah, no, no, no. we're doing we're doing straight game picks. This is oh. straight game picks. Don't have to do because we had this conversation before. Yeah, we did. We had this conversation before, and I wanted to do betting picks, and then you wanted to go with pick them. We're not game picks. No cheating. No, no cheating. No, we said that we know executive executive meeting. I said that if you make a pick and you say you want the points in it, you can do that. But I would probably do just a lot of pick ems. You remember we had that conversation. Okay, so – but – okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Explain this to me, though. Are you, if you're taking them with the points, wait, I'm. This is this is confusing me now because if you're right, saying, okay, you want to just do pickums and then yeah, this is then, this okay. is why I'm confused because like then you can suddenly right, call give in. Me, okay, give me Florida still. Okay, still give me the points, but I want okay. Florida. I understand where you're coming from, but I'm not going to sit here and pick a team that is as young as they are. I'm not going to sit here and pick a team that has so many question marks to beat a team that won their conference. And I understand that they don't have their quarterback. There might be some other injuries. They lost one of their best defensive players last year. They are still one of the most well-coached teams in the country. They're also one of the most successful teams when playing at home. 
especially in an opportunity like this when you're facing an opponent that's traveling all the way across the country. I am, this is all contingent on my lack of faith for Graham Mertz. I cannot put faith in Graham Mertz to put the team on his back like Anthony Richardson did last year. And I'm not going to. And I think this offense is going to struggle. And I think that Utah is going to have an easy time beating them by 10 plus points. Stay with me on this. Stay with me. Okay. How do you think Peyton Thorne's going to do at Auburn? Do you think he's going to do good, bad, average? How do you think he's going to do? Average, because he's a very average quarterback. Graham Mertz is much more. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. If I put the numbers up side by side, which I did three months ago, you just forgot, Graham Mertz was better than him in, in conference games and top 10 games. I think when you pull up the film notes, as otherwise, as I see a guy that, that no, I've there are multiple games where Graham Mertz has melted down. He has melted okay. down in a lot of games. All right. Well, I'm just going to say, does it say one thing about Peyton Thorne and say, oh, he's average, and say, oh, well, Graham Mertz still outdueled him. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. But it's true. All right. Number two, Joe, Colorado at TCU. We're both going TCU here. What do you think about this game? I know you said it earlier. You think it's going to be a blowout. Yeah, uh, it's really funny this week, too. We also pissed off Colorado fans by laughing at this oh game. Oh, my God. Dude, yeah. th- one guy was like, "Like you talk shit now. It's just trying to uplift the community. And like, dude, it's Colorado. They're going to win three games, and it's going to be fun to talk about. And the next year, if there's going to be a real page, people don't understand they don't understand how long it takes to completely shift a broken culture at a team for uh, that has been bad for an extended period of time. Florida is one of them, and Colorado is one of them as well. I think that Sonny Dykes is just such a great coach, and their quarterback situation is not going to be as much of an issue as I think as some people assume. Um, Chandler Morris, really good player. And he's had some really good games under his belt, and he would have been the starter the whole year if Max Duggan hadn't have come out of nowhere so uh i'm I'm picking tcu i I don't think this should be a hard pick i'm picking tcu as well i don't think it's a hard pick 10 players on last year's roster returns for colorado i don't think that coach prime is going to be able to overcome that for those reasons i do think that they do some things i do think colorado shows flashes you had they have too many playmakers to not show flashes okay way too many with that being said, though, I do I do think this game is going to get a little. I think they can Colorado can keep it close a little bit early. Okay, maybe trade a couple blows with him. But when that depth chart starts, you know, coming out and all of this, I think TCU rolls big time as well. Uh, Florida State and LSU. We did talk about this one, but I'm taking yeah. LSU. You're taking Florida State. Yeah, just to reiterate the point that I had earlier, uh, I I take this down to the one position group matchup where I think that the advantage is it it's significant. It's it's pretty significant. I hate to admit that I want to go with LSU because I think that Brian Kelly is going to prepare his team for an important uh, matchup on the schedule. But if this game comes down to a final drive, I think that I can trust Florida State secondary compared to LSU's. I just disagree. I think that this, as we talked about earlier, comes down to, like you said, Brian Kelly, but I'm going to go the opposite route. I think that he he prepares them to get them over the hump. Mm-hmm. I do think that this could be a special year for both teams. Joe, if I lose out on this one, I, I, look, at the I might be upset that LSU would lose as a fan and a guy that covers them every day. I, I would, 
the realistic nature of it is, is if they were to lose, I wouldn't be shocked. Like, let me give an example. I wasn't really shocked last year when they got beat by A&M, as most people were, because I spent the whole week saying, don't overlook them. This would be like a, you know, like a, uh, I just wouldn't be shocked if LSU were to lose. That's how I'll, I'll just leave it there. Cause we can get, I can get windy on that one. Uh, Clemson Duke, both of us go Clemson. I think, dude, I just think that Clemson rolls here. I think Riley's got this offense coming. Yeah. I, I think they, they're too athletic. I just, I really do think that they're going to put, I think if, if, if Dabo gets up early and they you know, if they were in a, you know, early fourth quarter, mid fourth quarter, even if they're up by like 14, 20, whatever, he's going to want to go for the juggler to say that we're back to some extent. I think this game could get ugly. I take Clemson. I don't know if it gets ugly, but I'm, I'm leaning Clemson on this one. I, I think that there's a delineation between upset watch and upset capability. I think Duke, if everything goes according to plan, Riley Leonard looks really freaking good. <laughs> You know, they come out swinging, they could win this game, but I'm still sticking with Clemson because just roster front to back, brand new offensive coordinator, five star quarterback. They've got everything. They got everything to go on a run, and this could be very well could be the start of it. Uh, Anonymous says, get ready to be shocked again. I'm not, I just said I wouldn't be shocked though. <laughs> like, see what I mean with Florida State fans? I literally just said I wouldn't be shocked. He goes, get ready to get shocked again. Like, bro, I'm not sticking my light, my finger into a light socket to get shot. You know, come on, dude. All right, the last game that we have here: uh, South Carolina, North. Uh, this is a neutral site game, but technically, North Carolina is at South oh. Carolina. You go South Carolina, or I go South Carolina. You go UNC. Yeah, as I said before, I, I really do think that this is just going to be the, the sloppy, terrible defensive game. Where th This is going to be fun. I think there's going to be some fireworks. There's going to be like, oh, my God, UNC and South Carolina are still within one score, and they both just scored again. There's going to be a lot of points on the board in this game. But if it comes down to it, I'm picking the guy with the, the team with the better quarterback. The guy to trust is Drake May. I have no reason to trust, trust Spencer Rattler. The most recent example of him having to win a close game was – that Notre Dame game didn't play very well, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pick UNC and I'm gonna trust Drake May. Um, I I just can't like, dude. You know me well enough by now to know this. And and look, yeah. I it's what's made a little bit. I've made a little bit of my, a name for myself for doing stuff like this. I do feel confident about these two things in Cam Rise in North Carolina. And look, sometimes. When I have these feelings, ultimately it's just hot gas, and I need to let you know let some gas out. Okay, not like my name's General Booty Pauls. Mm. I just cannot get my mind around. I know that Spencer Rattler is a, a average to a maybe slightly above average quarterback. I'm not coming out here saying he's going to kill everybody that he plays. Yeah, I just do not trust. UNC, Joe, if you gave them all the tampons in the world, they couldn't start, stop a paper cut. They couldn't. They are horrendous defensively. I understand. Up front, they were giving up 170 yards on the ground. Can I, I point something out? Can I, can I point something out? You, you, but did you notice you realized you, uh, you picked all SEC teams? 
Can I just I just have to point that out? The only <laughs> game that's not an SEC right, so two on, non-SEC matchups. Hold on, because if I did, I'm about to change some shit up right now. It's too late. <laughs> They're on the graphic, Blake. <laughs> Fuck, I did. All right, I'm just gonna give up this week. I hate when I do stuff like that. Uh, what do you, what do you mean give up? I mean, I mean, you could be, you could end up being right. I just found that you funny better that you, pray that I'm wrong. I think that I'm gonna I'm gonna regain or tie with you. Well, well, Thursday that. Thursday we have two games. Either I'm gonna you're gonna be two and zero, or I'm gonna or I'm gonna be two and zero. Uh, Colorado TCU's on Saturday. No, but UNC in Florida and Utah. They're on Thursday, right? Florida, Utah is on Thursday. And in South Carolina and UNC or no? Saturday, because that's where college game day is. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I did not. I just really got a laugh out of that. I had to point SEC. that out. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're. I mean, but you didn't pick an SEC team. As much as you say I picked, Wait. you didn't even pick one. Oh, man. You're like the Danny Cannell of the show. You hate the ACC. It's like the Spider-Man meme. We're pointing at each other. <laughs> you didn't take the SEC. You took the whole ACC. Well, you didn't take any. I, bet I didn't you, even you, realize that. If you didn't have to put Georgia in your playoff, you would take every SEC team and throw no, them out. No, no. Actually, that is true. I only had one SEC team in my playoff. I'm not an SEC hater. I am I, not an SEC hater. SEC won 14 of the last 20 national titles. Yeah, you guys oh. have Georgia. You have Georgia to carry you. Okay. <laughs> Joe, can I can I tell you the national yeah. in, since 2003 who holds the most national championships in football? Number 1 Bama. Okay. Number 1's Alabama. Do you know who number 2 is? LSU. LSU. Do you know who number 3 is? Georgia? It's a tie. Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State. Okay. Wait, no. They won their they won one the last one before the one with the playoff was two thousand two, was it not? Yeah, two thousand two. They've only won one. So the top the top three are Southeast teams. Louisiana, Alabama, Auburn's got one up in there. I don't know, man. It could be a down year for the SEC this year. Yeah. Don't yeah, okay. See, Pooh Bear's <laughs> right. To you, Joe. He's saying that to you. Don't do drugs. Well, drugs are fun. I'm oh, joking. I don't I do drugs. You had to say this. We're about to get demonetized. We're not gonna get oh, that's not gonna get us demonetized. That's it was in jest. Well, that's what you do in dr- with drugs, in jest. No. I was joking is what I meant. <laughs> you like the dad joke there, though? Is that pretty yes, good? Yes, 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 yes. All right. Well, look. So just to read, just before we get out of here, this is our pick. These are our picks. Deal wow. with them. Somebody's not going to be happy. What if, what if one of them ends in a tie somehow? That's not physically possible. <laughs> Well, technically, not it technically, it could be. No, you like can't, if you there's can't. A, like if if both teams are tied at ten and there's a lightning delay. Yeah, when was the last time that that happened? That they didn't try to finish the. Who didn't game? it happen to LSU? 
Magnese State? Oh, or did they not play the game? Yeah, wait, that was last year when that happened? No, it was like 2017, 2018. They only had one drive. Okay, there you go. I'm just saying, man, it's going to be a fun weekend. I'm ready to watch you lose. We'll see. Football's back, baby. Football's back. We're not even doing an AYS show tomorrow. Why not? Taking the... I mean, no, do you want me to go on the first real game of college football? That's true. That's a good that? point. That's a good point. I got four Florida State shows I have to go on tomorrow. These dudes are hand Four? Four. You're the authority one on one, LSU, one at, man. One at one, one at two, one at 3.30, and then one at like seven or 6.30. They're going to hate you. They're going to give you so much shit. Yeah, they, people are going to be tired of listening to my big ass. <laughs> All right, we'll see y'all uh, Sunday, right? We'll pregame some LSU, and we'll recap the week one games, right? Yes, sir. All right, see y'all then. Y'all have a good night. Peace. Peace.